Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Hey guys, welcome back to another great episode of You Got This. We're kind of doing something a little bit different today. Uh, We normally only post one podcast per weekend, but... We felt the need to do a a second additional podcast, and this one is called A Light in the Darkness. And what that means is, is how are we being uh, God's light in the darkness? We're called to be ambassadors for Christ, sharing His message that He leads us to do. So, question to you, are you being a light in the darkness, Uh, as as God called called us to be? Well, I'm assuming we all try as Christians, but uh, this is the way we do it, so how do you do it? There's no wrong way to do it, just how are you doing it? How are you sharing a message? You just going about your daily life and just whenever you get a chance to share the message, or are you actually sharing a message on a regular basis? Uh, We do this on the weekends, which we think is awesome because uh, we're sharing his message and we're... um, we're doing pretty good at it. We have uh, people all over the country, which we can't be more proud of, to know that we're being accepted and by your graces and uh, goodness of supporting us. And we can't thank you enough for that. So we're going to continue on with this. We got a couple of verses that we found in the Bible, which is perfect for this uh, topic, and which is again called a light in the darkness. So I'll let my wife start off here, and uh, we'll go from there. Hi, welcome everyone. Yes, we are light bearers. We have the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ within us. He is the light of the world. And with His Holy Spirit in us, so are we. I'm reading in Philippians chapter 2, and I'm beginning at verse 12. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. That means not fear in the fact of being afraid, but reverence and respect for him. Continuing on. Do all things without complaining and disputing, here it is, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation among whom you shine as stars. Are you shining wherever you are? Are you shining? Are you being a light? When you're driving down the road and, hey, maybe even you're driving with some friends, they may be saved and they may not be. Are you flipping people off as you drive down the road? Are you getting mad at everybody you work with? That's a very good question for all of us to ask. Now, I'm honestly as guilty as anyone for not showing compassion uh, regularly as I should which no Christian is absolutely perfect it's impossible for Christians or possible for people in general to be perfect see Jesus Christ is the only one that is perfect he was born without sin and he went through his entire life without sin which is impossible to do but Jesus did it because he was called to do that he was the son of God 
and he obeyed his father unconditionally, which kids today don't obey their parents on a regular basis. So for Jesus Christ to do what he did was unimaginable in our time. And I, we should be we should be grateful and and more appreciative and just thanking him on a daily basis for what he did for us because he didn't have to do it but he obeyed his father. At, remember when he was in the garden praying and he and at the end of the prayer he said, "Your will be done." Well, we should be saying that to Jesus as he calls us to be his ambassadors to God. We should be saying, "Your will be done." Are you saying your will be done? Because most of the time, we're probably not doing that, are we, people? Yes. You know, Jesus, it says in the book of Hebrews, he, it says he was made in the flesh. So he felt every emotion. He felt every pain. Every anger that we do, but he didn't act on it. He spent time with the Father. Are you spending time? Are you growing in the Lord? Because who you are around is who you become like. So are you spending time in his word? Are you fellowshipping with other believers? And my friends, it says that in Hebrews 10.25. Don't forsake the fellowshipping with other believers. So are you doing that? Do you go to church? Are you praying to the Lord? Hey, you know, the Israelites had a morning and an evening sacrifice. That represents that they woke up with the Lord and they went to bed with the Lord. And you don't have to spend an hour in prayer. You can just, Lord, I just thank you for this day. You can read maybe one one paragraph of, of some place in the Bible. As long as it's quality, it doesn't matter if it's quantity. Are you doing that? Are you spending time with Him? Because who you are around, who you spend time with is who you take on and become like. The more time you spend with him, the more time you become like him. It says that in Galatians, become imitators of Christ. We are to do that. We are to love our fellow man and we are not to go around criticizing them. How are we different if we're doing that? You call God to ask you and then when you get in a job, in a position, to do just that, are you doing that or are you screaming, God, get me out of here? Well, I think the better question is, are we rejoicing Him in our times of need as well as our time of glory? See, when uh, we forget that God is the same today as He was back then. And what I mean by this, people, is just in your hardships, when things are going bad, you're quickly to, well, we're all quickly to blame God like why are you doing this to me God but are we rejoicing him when things are going right in our lives uh, like if we get a promotion at work are we doing this? Uh, we got this going on for us in other words the happy times the joyous times are we thanking God for giving us this because he's not responsible for our negative choices that we make that con for the consequences of the choices that we do make which leads down a bad path He's not responsible for that because we have our own choices. But the thing is, you need to pray to find out what choice you need to make in the first place. We always quickly jump after one thing, but are we praying to God to find out if that's the path that he wants us to go on? We don't know until we do ask. We have to spend time with him. 
Exactly. You have to spend time with them. Let me ask you a question. If your boss asks you to get up 30 minutes early to be to work an extra 30 minutes of overtime, you would do that in a heartbeat because he asked you to do it. Why not get up extra early so you can have at least maybe 5 or 10 minutes to spare with the creator and the savior of your soul? Is that really too much to ask when you look what all he did for us? And I'm not trying to make you feel guilty. I'm just trying to point out, hey, don't say you don't have time because you do. Your flesh is just kind of taking over and you're feeding more into your flesh. Well, I'm just too, I just don't feel like doing it right now. But then if someone called you to say, hey, I'm going to take you out to eat, would you go? You find time for that. So putting things in perspective. And, and the more we spend time with him, the more of his love grows in us. And that's why that has so much to do with this certain topic. Because we are called to love our fellow man. We're called to love him. We're not supposed to judge him. We're not supposed to alienate other people because they just not dressed how we think they should dress. Who are we? Who are we to say what people should wear and what they don't wear? Who are we to say, well, you know, they're just, they're not like me. Who are we to criticize that? Or because maybe they're from another country. Who are we? God created all people. Well, and it goes back to the topic here. Are we the light in the darkness? And what we mean by this is the more we grow in God, the more happier we become, the more love we're ready to show. Just like when uh, uh, two people get involved in a relationship and start dating. Well, either party's going to be excited and want to share that message. Say, hey, I found this awesome person. Or I found this awesome video game. Or I found saw this awesome movie. We're, click, we're quickly to show and share that message of that topic. But why aren't we cl- uh, quickly to actually share the love of God in the same way? See, the only thing he asks us is for gratitude and, uh, and to show our love to our neighbors. We're quickly to do one thing. Well, why aren't we quickly to do this as well? And let me ask you a question. Say, um, maybe you're friends with somebody, or maybe you have someone in your family, or maybe you're working with somebody, and they have this, this bad disease, which you know is terminal, and they already voice to you that they're an unbeliever. And they don't care. Are you going to leave it at that? Eternity is forever, friends. And if you care enough for them to be your friend, care enough about them if they're your family member, why don't you care enough about where they spend eternity? Because the choice you make here on earth determines where you will spend eternity. And... You don't have to sit down and say, hey, I want to read the Bible to you and I expect you to listen. No. You can ask the Holy Spirit to start the conversation and he will lead the way. And it really is that simple. I've had the Holy Spirit start conversations with something with me and other people and he just gives me what to say and how to say it. And he turns that conversation to where I can share my story share what I've been through and that's all testifying and witnessing is 
is just sharing what God has done in your life and, and then they can see, well, wow, well, if he's done that for you, maybe he can do that for me. And it, and it starts to spark hope in them where they want to hear more about Jesus. Exactly. And they, what, uh, honestly, people, you just got to ask yourself one question. What do you have to lose? You don't have nothing to lose. All you're doing is sharing the message that we're called to do. And if they don't want to hear it, you haven't lost anything. They're just not ready to hear it yet. But first of all, you got to start the conversation. you got to plant a seed. And that's all we're called to do is plant the seed, tell people, because they may not know. Then again, they may, may hate everything there is about Jesus, but you don't know until you actually plant that seed. And that seed will certainly grow as time goes on. As the old saying goes, Rome wasn't built in a day. Well, messaging and sharing God isn't built in a day either. It's going to be a process, just like everything else is a process. You learn a new job, you got to go through the training. Same thing with Christianity. you got to go through the training. And the training starts by reading the Bible and going to church. Then you'll be able to start sharing the message. Because you got to know what you're talking about first. And it's going to be a, a time-consuming process, just like going to college, getting a degree. Time-consuming. But it's all going to be worked in the end. You just got to go go out and just start trying. You just got to go out there and start the training. And don't you think that God wants you to share your faith? Do you think he's going to leave you helpless? No, he's going to give you what you need to know when you need to know it. So you don't have to spend hours trying to memorize the Bible. John 14, 26 says, I will remind you those things I have taught you. So as you read the Bible, when you need it, he's going to bring a verse to your remembrance to help you, to help you share your faith. And he, you know, is going to give you the strength. You're going to become more like him. The more you talk to him, the more you read the word, you, more and more love is going to grow up within you. You're going to have more of his peace. And that will help you to love those who are unlovable and forgive those and let it roll off your back instead of complain and act just like them. Exactly. And... And honestly, learning the Bible is going to be a process. Nobody in this world knows the entire Bible front to back. Nobody knows the entire Bible by heart. You're not going to know it by script. But you will learn different bits and pieces of the Bible, like different stories that are contained. One being Abraham and the sacrifice of his son. The other one being Daniel trapped in the lion's den. The other one being David and how much of a hornball he was. And honestly, nobody in that Bible was 100% perfect. But God had a purpose for each one of those figures that are in the Bible. He had a purpose, and he used that purpose for his glory. So being worried about, oh, I'm not perfect, nobody in this world is 100% perfect Christian. We all have our flaws. There's no such thing as a perfect person ever. Yes, and the Bible... It's like one big soap opera. And that is awesome to me. It shows me that these are everyday people. But God used them. And he says that in the word. He says that he will use the weak things of this world. He will use the weak things of this world to shame the wise the foolish things of this world. See, that means that it's Him shining through us and it's not us because then we can get prideful. 
And so when he uses those who are weak and those who don't know a lot, then it's him that's shining through us and people can clearly see that it's him doing it and not us. He gives you the strength and you just have to put forth the effort. And, you know, even those who don't believe, well, you know, I heard someone put, put it to me like this one time and I thought, you know, that is really good. They said, um, yes, you don't believe. Well, if you don't believe and I'm right, you lose everything. I do believe. And so that helps me to be a better person because I try to live with the love of Jesus inside of me and show that to the world. So it helps me to be a better person. So if I'm wrong, I don't lose anything because I have treated people with kindness and love. But if you're wrong, you lose everything. That is, you know, such a good point because really do you want to take a chance with your soul on eternity and with those you work around that you say are your friends and your co-workers and your family members do you want to take that chance and it's not hard all you have to do is just share what God has done for you you fumble and you don't know what to speak and you don't know what to say but it doesn't have to be that hard you just share your life and what God has done in your life. And we're going to pause right now and, and, and share a song with you by Casting Crowns. And it is a really good song. And it says just this thing. And it's called Here I Go Again. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break here. But uh, as when we come back from the break, after you listen to this awesome song, we're going to talk about... Actually, uh, continue on the conversation of, of light and the darkness, but uh, I want to touch on the fact that uh, of a, uh, uh, people who don't believe, and it's going to be pretty interesting. So check it out when we come back. Uh, we'll take a quick break here. Perfect words, words that he will hear and know they're straight from you. I don't know what to say, I only know it hurts to see my only friend slowly fade away. So maybe this time I'll speak the words of life with your fire in my eyes. But that Tearing at my words What am I so afraid of? Cause here I go again Talking about the rain And mulling over things That won't live past today And as I dance around the truth Time is not his friend This might be my last chance To tell him that you love him But here I go again 
gave your only son If he will just believe He will never die But how then will he know But he has never heard Lord, he has never seen Mirrored in my life So maybe this time I'll speak the words of life With your fire in my eyes But that But here I go again Here I go, here I go With your fire in my eyes But that old familiar fear Is tearing at my words What am I so afraid of? Cause here I go again Talking about rain And mulling over things That won't live past today And as I dance around the truth something real quick here and about what my lovely wife here said a minute ago about uh, people who don't believe I uh, I don't think it's the fact that they don't believe I think of the fact that maybe something happened in their past where they just got angry with God and they don't and they're just mad at him and just choose not to listen to him because how can you uh, not believe in God in the first place because the first thing they say oh why is God being mean to me well if God didn't exist, how could they possibly know his name? And why are they blaming him if he doesn't exist in the first place? I think that there are people, some people are just angry with him and they're just moving away. Like, you know what, I'm tired of this. He didn't help me out. I'm just going to go my own way. 
Well, people, you got to remember, it's not in your time in the first place. Everything happens in God's time. It took me 20 years to learn that concept. It took me 20 years to learn it's always in God's time. We can't force anything unless it's meant to happen in God's time. And it happened with my lovely wife. She was in a, involved in a um, nasty relationship with her ex. And it took her, how long, 20 years? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, we were married longer than that, but it wasn't all that. Mm -hmm. It didn't start until he got out of the service and he started going back to his old way, a way that I didn't know. It was before I met him and it was drinking. And when the drinking truly took over him, that was about 20 years and now she's a light in the darkness, but also she, you guys got to remember that she deals with her son who's lost on the streets with alcohol. And she's been praying for his deliverance for quite some time now. Perfect example of how it takes time and you got to get God time. It's going to happen in his time. You can't force it. So that's what I mean by I don't think it's people not believing. I just think they're angry with God. And we're so quickly to get angry with him when something doesn't go our way. But being a light in the darkness will help those people. When, especially when they're extremely rude and mean to you. Well, if you're rude right back to them, how are you any different? How are they going to, what would you have? And the Bible shares just this. See, we are supposed to be a light. We're, gonna, we're supposed to show that difference that we have, not on our own works, but how the Holy Spirit works in us day by day. Sanctification is day by day, where he's weeding out the impurities through every trial that we go through. And every day we spend with him, we become more and more like him. The more he pulls out the sin and the impurities, leaving more and more room for that fruit of the Spirit to grow within us as we grow. See, we grow spiritually, we grow up just like we do physically. So, in Matthew, in Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 13, you are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? If it is then good for nothing, but be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men, you are the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Now do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. See, the more you are loving towards somebody who's rude to you that you just roll it off and forgive them just as God in Christ forgave you because actually it's idolatry to not forgive somebody you want God's forgiveness but then when it comes turn for you to forgive somebody not nah, can't do it what you're doing is you're placing yourself above him well I am higher than Jesus I can expect his forgiveness but I don't have to forgive others really you may not have, think you have that attitude, but in your heart, when you don't forgive, that's what you're doing. Because he says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. All you have to do is pray, God, I don't want to. And be honest with him. I don't want to forgive this person. I'm just being honest with you, God. So if you want me to let that go, 
and letting my anger and bitterness and resentment go, I'm going to need a lot of your help. That is an honest, sincere prayer. And God will help you with that. And lighten the load. Oh my goodness, once you let all that bitterness and that anger and unforgiveness out, how light and free will your heart feel? Why do you want to carry around that heaviness that all that anger and unforgiveness brings? The heavy heart. And it just keeps you in a sour, bad mood. But that is also a way of shining your light. People can see the light in your face. They can see it without you saying anything. And a prime example of that is, once you have th those things on your mind, you're not really concentrating on the things you should be concentrating on in the first place. You got the, all that negative and bitterness inside you, and that's all going to consume and take your attention away from what you need to be concentrating on in the first place, which is sharing God's message and do what you need to do, and honestly, focusing on your family, because you're focusing on that negative aspect of what happened to you, but you're not concentrating on what really matters, and that's keeping your family and being a prime example of your family showing because you're the leaders of the of your household and if your kids are following by your example well you're just leading them down the wrong path you see god gives us instructions in the bible of what to do and he tells us to turn the other cheek and it's hard but that's where growing up in him helps you the more of him you have the more of him you'll be able to show You'll have his strength. You'll have his love. Things won't matter to you as much. I have learned that. No, I wasn't always where I can say, you know, it doesn't matter. And I can truly say, I am praying for my ex-husband. And I, I have no bitterness whatsoever in my heart towards him. But it wasn't always that way. But the longer I stayed following God, the more I prayed to him, the more I kept going to church and fellowshipping with other believers, the more I kept reading his Bible and growing in him, the more of him I've had, the more peace I have. Reading on in Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 38, we're going to read and talk about how you go the extra mile, you turn the other cheek, and how you should pray for your enemies and not curse them. Yes, it's um, Matthew chapter 5, starting at verses 38, going the second mile. You have heard that it is it was said, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to resist the, an evil person, but whosoever slaps you on your right cheek, turn the other turn the other toward uh, to him also if anyone wants to sue you and take your tunic let him have your cloak also and whoever compels you to go on go one mile go with him too give him who asked you and for from him who wants to borrow from you do not turn away love your enemies Verse 43, you have heard that it is it was said you shall love your neighbors and hate your enemies. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spiteful who are spitefully. Use, uh, use you and persecute you. 
that you may be sons of the of your father in heaven for he makes sun rise and on the evil and on the good and sin reigns on the the just and on the unjust sorry it's a little hard to read this for if you love those who love you what reward have you do not even do not do not even the tax collectors do the same and if you greet your brethren only what you do what you do more than others do not even tax collectors do so therefore you shall be perfect just as your father in heaven is perfect you know that that brings to mind uh, the, the the Duck Dynasty show I'm sure you guys have seen it or heard of it Phil Robertson and a Robertson clan out of West Monroe Louisiana who owns a uh, duck commander and this one episode I was watching with Kirk Cameron. I forget the name of that show, but it's on um, uh, my Roku box. Uh, I forget what's, uh, I think it was Daystar or something like that. But anyway, long story short, in this particular episode with Kirk Cameron, he uh, he's talking about uh, as he started his, uh, started his business, he used to fish a lot. And he had, he had problems with people taking his catches, stealing his fish. And he, he confronted them, uh, these people, one day and said, You know, you don't have to steal from me. All you have to do is ask for it. And I'll, I'll be glad to give it to you. Just come up to me and ask. Don't steal from me. You're not accomplishing anything. Just don't steal from me. And I'll be more than happy to give you the catch. I'll give you some fish. And he tried that. He, he told them that. And honestly, he never had any problems with people stealing his fish again. All they did was come up and ask Phil, could I have some fish? And he gladly gave it to him. And he never had any problem with people stealing his fish again. He's like, you don't have to steal from me. I'll be glad to help you. Just don't steal from me. Perfect example of what today is. All you have to do is just say, hey, you don't have to steal from me. I'll be glad to help you. Just don't steal from me. And he never had a problem again. You see, that verse said... It says for us to pray for them. It says for us to give... You know, if we're acting just like the world, how are we any different? How are they going to want what we have if we're acting the same way they are? This is how we are a witness. This is how we shine as a light in the dark place. Hence the title of this episode is we don't do that on our own. He does it through us. We're just vessels. We're just vessels that he uses to shine in the dark place. Because if we are acting just like them, then how are we shining Jesus? How are they going to want what we have? Exactly. I think we're going to close here on that. And um, we hope you join us again for our next great episode of You Got This. But we're going to close out with a prayer. Honey, would you like to do the honors? Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for all those listening. And we have, if we have any that, uh, in our listening audience that are in a place where they're working with a lot of people who are hard to work with on a daily basis. Lord, give them the strength to be the children of God that they are. Give them the strength to be your light. Give them the words to say and the words to pray over them. Help them to let it roll off their back when they say something and just walk away. It's like, it doesn't matter. It's not worth losing my peace. It's not worth losing my joy over and just walk away and let it go and instead offer a prayer. Give them the strength to do that. Remind them, God, 
You say you will remind us. So send your Holy Spirit to remind them, God, of your word, to remind them of what to say, help lead them and guide them so they can be a light shining in the darkness in the world that they're living in, God. And again, I want to pray for all those who are, I want to pray for all those who are out there that are, are hurt, that are brokenhearted. I pray God heal and heal their heart. I pray, Lord, for all those who are sick. Lord, I pray you heal them. I pray for all those who are lonely, Lord, that you bring somebody into their life. I pray all those who need a deliverance that you provide that deliverance and provide people in their life that they can identify with that will help get them onto your path. And for those who've never received Jesus, I want to give you the chance to make this your spiritual birthday. Won't you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, I believe you are God Almighty and I believe Jesus is your son and he died, came here and died on the cross for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins and I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my Savior all the days of my life. And I pray and ask all this in Jesus' mighty name. So if any of you prayed that prayer, we have a free book we want to give you. Please visit our website at yournewlifeministries.org. Visit the Contact Us page. And please make sure you tell them that I prayed that prayer with you. I don't want my free book and send us your address. And of all of those out there, who are working in one of those places just to see an example of what a difference you can make in somebody's life we want to offer you a special gift a 20 percent off coupon for one of um my husband's um dl weatherford look for it on our website's um book it's a fictional story uh and you email us and we will give you a 20% off coupon. So just visit our website where our books are on there. Uh, actually, it's not fiction. It's nonfiction, honey. It's my pathway to Jesus Christ. It personally describes my story of going from atheism to Jesus Christ. And uh, she's talking about my other book called uh, Pebbles in the Water, which is a fictional book about a kid who runs away from his family. And that's also on our website as well. And, and, and uh, she also is going to uh, do the same thing with her book called God's Love. It's her personal story, of, of which took five years in the making to make. So, yeah, just reach out to us on our email and uh, ask us about the 20% off coupon code. And once you do that, we'll send that to you. And you just go on our website and uh, purchase the books. And uh, don't forget to include your address so we can send them all out to you. And that goes along with our free Bible devotional that we're sending out as well. Just... Uh, Hit the contact us page and let us know what you think. And if you have any other future uh, show ideas or prayer requests, please reach out to us at that same email at info at yournewlifeministries.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Your New Life Ministries on YouTube and follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Uh, we'll be back with next week with another great episode of You Got This. And you know you got this when you let God lead the way. I'll catch you later, guys. Bye-bye.